Hey, fadies, we did it. We actually did it. This is the chapter three finale. Wah, 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 wah. Thank you so much for listening and following our heroes as they do uh, stuff. Um, this episode marks the end of chapter three, and I'll talk a little bit after the episode about what that means and what's going to happen in the next chapter, so stay tuned for that. But first, here's what happened last time. Alarin, Banfor, and Marley left the realm of Sorghumul and returned to their bodies in the material realm just as the Killing Grounds event was coming to a close. The combatants all reconvened in the centre of the arena, but were interrupted by the arrival of the Empress and her retinue. The Empress outed our heroes as resistance members before denouncing the Empire, deposing General Porton as the Regent of Bruss, and reinstating Queen Shan. The heroes killed the Empress, as was promised, then the real main event began. What's that? New Patreon supporter. So, That's new Patreon, funny. Brad. Tell us all about it. Yeah, well, um, I'm, t- I'm completely going to butcher this name, but um, <laughs> Raina Kowalczyk, I think. It sounds right. Um, it's going to be fun to add to the uh, the list in every episode. Um, she, uh, yeah, she messaged on Twitter um, about a week ago <coughs> that she'd start that she'd started listening to the podcast. Oh God, she's not that- the one who was like, "My Julia's eating is really bad." <laughs> yes, um, but she's also like, she's also rules lawyered a bunch of times, saying like. Uh, Brad, you shouldn't have let them do this. Brad, you shouldn't have let them do this. You shouldn't have let them do this. But like in a really friendly, supportive, I'm a, I'm a big fan way. And in like the last week, she's binged the whole thing. Nice. Which is like 80 hours worth of recording. That is some dedication. Yeah. Is there like a help service we can send to her? <laughs> no, she's, um, I think she's but American. She's, she's off sound mind, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, we hope she's after like, listening to she's us. Doing, like, the four signs of a school shooter. Yeah. Uh, she may need therapy now. Social stigma. Listen to the fate of Isaac. Access <laughs> firearm. Uh, anyway, our point is thank you, uh, Raina. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Raina. And I swear I'm better at the eating thing now, right? Right? Like, please message me. <laughs> um. Do you guys want to crack on with uh, this this episode, which is to be our dum um, dum chapter three finale? Don't know why I did the Law and Order. <laughs> law and Order. Dum dum. Someone's getting. <laughs> oh wait, the SPU or just Law and Order? Just Law and Order, not not the um, Band Force Sex Crimes Unit. <laughs> BSU, yeah. BSU, yeah, that's the one. I okay, should we introduce am. ourselves like properly, seeing as it's all like finale an and stuff? Like, ooh. Yeah, all of you take turns in alphabetical order of first name. Of character or of person? Person. Last name yeah. or f- last name? Yeah, a person. <laughs> last person? name or last name? We'll because name, I'm last clever. Name, first name. <laughs> all right, so alphabetically, alternating first and last names. So Adam, Jules, me. Yes. <laughs> who is Oliver technically yeah. shouldn't it be Adam Brad Jules Oliver I need no introduction right no. he's God that's my thing <laughs> so everyone knows who Kit is a Knight Rider but that's has, true you know although they do tend to get the two of them confused so that's actually not accurate <laughs> no it is inaccurate like a US bombing campaign what's up 
several several Mm-mm. children died today. Mm-mm. I don't know that for a fact, but it's a pretty good bet. SPS, bro, that's a strong political stance, and we don't do those here at Fate of Eisen. SPS warning. Oh, that wasn't political at all. Murdering <laughs> children, a political stance, and being it's, anti. It's in our contract at Necropoticon. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> SPS. SPS, bro. No. Well, I am neither for or against the murder of children indiscriminately. <laughs> so, Adam, yeah. how, how's the introduction going, Brad? <laughs> So far, it's a one out of a hundred. <laughs> well, oh, so table? our introductions have a chaos curse now? That sounds about on, right. <laughs> what is one on the chaos table? Immediately tell me. Uh, <laughs> I demand give this. Me, give me a moment to bring it up. Chaos no. curse. What if I say no? <laughs> what if all of our introductions now have a thing? Oh. One is that uh, is is one of the ones that because um, a few of them repeat in the table, and it's the convinced that you're falling one that Marley had. So do we have to do all of our introductions like we think we're falling? Yeah, why not? (laughs) Adam, introduce yourself as if you're falling. What sort of... Yeah, okay, I'll do it as as if I'm falling in love. Oh, that's cute, Adam. Let's all get a chaos curse for our intro. How about that? Oh, can I roll my own chaos curse rather than be handed one? Yeah, roll roll a D100. Okay. I like that. All right. right. I got a... 60 on the money, even. Uh, oh, this, do- this doesn't really make sense in the context of an introduction, but... We can make it work. You willingly, you willingly give up your weapon to the nearest creature. Oh, okay. So just Here is my crossbow. Anyway, I'm Adam Wright. I play Alaron Windrush, a fighter elf who gives away his weapons. <laughs> That's the best intro. Here's my crossbow. I'm Ellerin Windrush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's my crossbow. Does that mean Who else? Does that mean Oliver is doing falling, so I should roll my own too? We should all uh, roll our own. You can all roll if you want. The one was sort of an arbitrary thing based on me rating how shit this intro is so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. And you know what? It hasn't gotten better. Uh, hey, I got it on the money as well. I got 40. 40. Uh, 40 is... <clears throat> you yell your own name non-stop until... Oh, I, I've already had this one, or somebody's had this one, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, you did. You had you had that one when was you were talking you to the cre- Empress on the balcony. <laughs> was it when you created your character at the start, or...? Okay, so I'm going to back up from the microphone for a bit here. Hang on. <laughs> it works for an intro, though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. I'm Julia Bergeser, my boy Marley Craft, who's a half-elf bard ranger, who has a dead pet called Hodge somewhere on the killing grounds. That's that's my intro. Is he still your <laughs> pet if he's dead? <laughs> My heart. <laughs> but is he? It's gonna drag him around till he starts smelling. Good. I got a twenty-six, Brad, because I was prepared ahead of time. Oh, you regain ten hit points. Hi. So well. Out, well, actually, hi. Went for a run today. Um, fell over a little bit, but don't feel worse for wear. Having gained those ten hit points back, it's me. It's 
Solid scripts. I played Bamfor Watt, uh, a human barbarian slash blood hunter, who, uh, who who just you know is around, man. I don't know uh, at this point how many fucking episodes. I mean, too many, <laughs> too many, too many to count. You know, uh, the end of wit, the wit's end is where we find ourselves. Okay, let's jump straight into it. Y'all remember what happened last time? It was a big oh. monkey. Yeah, and I have a million <laughs> things that I want to ask right oh, now. Okay. You have a million things you want to ask what? I've been thinking about this for like two weeks because it's been two weeks since we recorded last. So I've been thinking about this the whole time. How far away is it when the gate opens? Like, obviously we see it. I want to know how many things I can do. Are we going to roll initiative straight away? Like, wh- how's this working? Um, I it's it's a few hundred feet away. Okay. The the gate the gate opening. So I mean, you see this thing plowing towards you. But um, for anyone who's plowing. just who's just joining us, <laughs> plowing, good one. Plowing, um, yeah. <clears throat> barreling, barreling towards you. Still counts. So she's big enough. Oh, because it's a <laughs> monkey and it's a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> I, I love that my jokes are really bad, but the worse they are, the more Adam laughs. I love having Adam here. Can we have him is all the time? It, is it bad etiquette to cancel the podcast on a chapter finale? <laughs> <laughs> Monkey. Um, but yeah, to catch people up um, who might be joining us for the first time, weird choice, joining us now. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but hi, and yeah. welcome, and we're the Apple Squatter. It's really good to have you. This is going to be um, weird for you. It's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, there's going to be a lot of questions and not many answers. But hey, look, it's free. <laughs> La- so yeah, last time um, you guys returned to the killing grounds after having travelled uh, astrally to uh, one of the planes of the God of Death. Um, you uh, caught the very end of an event where uh, there had been many fighters who were all sort of shooed away by the empress who had previously contracted marley to kill her in a big scene for a hundred thousand spectators and a a strange fight broke out where the objective was to kill the empress who wasn't going to fight back but but adam made the choice to attack the uh, (laughs) (laughs) the champion fighter who was just standing stoically nearby (laughs) turning it into an absolute clusterfuck um Eventually, the Empress died uh, and turned into energy and just sort of disappeared. And um, at that point, uh, a door opened on the far end of the arena and a gigantic uh, 30-foot-tall gorilla with red fur charged in towards you. Okay, and that's where I'm about to kick us off narratively into what's happening right now. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes, one further question. Uh, number Two further questions, in fact, Your Honour. Um, did I actually get 10 hit points back? No. No, that was part of the intro. Fuckery. Uh, secondly, do we want to run through our level up? Uh, oh, yeah, we recently leveled up. I don't know how much detail you guys want to go into about that. If there's something interesting you want to tell me or the listeners about that, sure, go ahead. I can now see with the sight of an eagle, so kind of a big deal. Um, oh, shit, yeah. I can oh, see so you... things at very far distances as though they were very close, so double totem, eagle, bull, imagine that, more plausible than a fucking shuck. But, you know, having a good time. <laughs> um, oh, the shuck thing is um, 
there's some questions that are going to be answered about the shark thing. I've got a, a okay, narrative go little little treat for you. If um, the doctor from the human uh, human centipede comes out, I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> uh, Marley, did you want to say anything about your level up? Um, I just I just went for a really strategic level up this time and took the the skills boost. So Marley's to hit with her hand crossbow is now <clears> plus eight, which is pretty sweet. So. I'm looking forward to that saving my ass a lot. <laughs> Wait, and Ellerin, did you step up a level? I did. I did. I went. I moved up a level, so I'm not um, a real lightweight anymore. Um, but, but I also read through my attacks, and I have extra attack special. You can attack twice whenever you take the attack action on your turn. Yeah. So every every turn, you could attack twice if you wanted to. Um, plus, you've also got action surge, which you can do twice per long rest, I think. And that, if you if you burn one of those, you can attack a third time. Yeah, that's wow. that's a fighter for you. Yeah, fighters are really good at attacking things. Funny that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. So inter- oh, I should have added too. Oh. So interestingly, Marley is now half bard, half ranger. She's even Stevens now. Hey, four and four. For any, yeah, four four. If anybody's following what I'm up to. Wow. That's what I'm up to. I thought you would have taken more in Bard, but... Cool, I was tempted cool to, but the Ranger fourth level stuff was more important to me yep. this time round. Oh. Yep. Makes sense. Is, is that called multi-classing? Yep. Yay. Nailing it, Adam. You'd think you'd be Thanks. playing for ages. I've been, I've been reading up. Burning up. The moon is a star. So, the... <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, cue the music. Sorry, Brad, go ahead. Cue, cue the arena music that I uh, I like to insert and post um, in scenes like this. Go. The giant 30-foot-tall gorilla with red fur charges towards you. It comes to an abrupt halt and bellows out a roar that shakes the whole arena. And echoes for miles and silences the chaotic, near-rioting crowd. All of you hear a voice in your head. Lawflack, wake! Lawflack, wake! And then the ape raises its enormous fists in the air and a huge 200-foot diameter ring of fire bursts up around you, immediately engulfing most of the arena. Um, the The flames and smoke rise quickly into a thick, impenetrable column, blocking any chance of escape and shutting you off from the no-doubt terrified crowd on the other side. The crowd are okay, though. They haven't all died in a mass fire. You don't know. I mean, you're okay. just inside a, you're just inside a massive, giant yeah, okay. chim- a chimney of flame. You don't know anything on what's happening outside <clears> it. <throat> okay. Using my yeah. eagle's sight, um, can I uh, <laughs> see can anything? <laughs> So at this point, Brad, <laughs> at this point, Brad, you said he was a couple of hundred feet away from us still? Uh, oh, he had been, but he's charged in. He's still, he's within <clears throat> this 200 foot diameter radius. Uh-huh. Narratively, he can be wherever you want as long as it's inside that range. Yeah, it's, it's just I, pro- I probably would do a couple of things as he was running towards us, just narratively okay. speaking. Yep. Just like, Bardic Inspiration, Ellerin and readies my crossbow and like that kind of stuff as I can see is yep. running towards you know just a few basic ready type stuff yep 
Cool. Uh, so, Ellen, um, add, add that you've got one bardic inspiration. Add a d6 to any d20 roll that you want. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to smack back a little cheeky potion of healing there while he's on his way in. Okay. Um, cool. So, was it a greater healing or normal? Yes, 44 plus 4. Cool. You do that. Uh, <coughs> two, one, two, three, four, uh, six, ten, fourteen hit points. Cool. How are you looking? Before I would have quickly uh, up at you to see if you were. Fifteen down from to- from max. Max is okay. now sixty-seven, so that's fine. Okay. So, looking at you quickly and realizing what we're about to do, and knowing I would have needed you. I would have just shot a quick level one cure wounds at you. Thick ass. What does that do? It's uh, it's one d eight plus five. I'm just gonna roll it up. Hope for cool. a good um, one. Banfor's gonna gonna hammer back uh, his potion of stone giants of uh, fire giant strength. Nice. So I got you an extra eleven, Banff. Heck fucking yeah, eleven. <clears throat> Sweet. Sorry, this I is... only used a level one because I wanted oh, to save the spells, you know? No, please do. While Sorry, Brad, because I realise he's running in and he's doing this, but we, would, we wouldn't we would be just standing yeah. there. <laughs> oh, no, a- absolutely. This is good admin. This is, like, prepping for what you know is Ooh. to come. I've yeah. got a plus ten to hit, boys. Nice. Yeah. nice. Alloran, what do you do? You do, do you do any prep seeing this thing yeah. coming towards you? Uh, do you try and oh, finish off it. the champion while you can? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I slip on my ring of jumping because I know I'm going to need to be getting some mad hops, some air time. Oh, jumping. Nice. Just said jumping for some reason. Like, who are you crunking? I've got my ring of crunking because I know I'm going to have to crunk okay. off against this giant I'm going back to 2004. <laughs> so that, that's your prep? You just put on your ring of <laughs> this so you is such breathe. a shit breath. Put on one ring that takes half a second. Yeah, I could have had it for ages. I could have had it on the whole time. But look at me jump, lads! Um, I'm a real show of it too. <laughs> um, I just want it noted that as soon as it gets within sixty foot, I'm going to throw a vicious mockery its way. Just so Ooh. you know. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so it hovers um, at a, a, a decent distance from you in just inside the um, Ring of Fire, and that's when you hear the sound of a portal. And right next to you, Marley, um, a portal opens, and stepping out of it is Drafer, the young boy who was the magical slave, basically, of the Empress. Yeah. And he, sa- he stands next to you, he sort of looks at the giant red gorilla thing, and then he looks back at you, and he's twiddling his thumbs, and he goes, uh, um, the... The um the empress she uh, she told me to, that I had to help you with some unnamed favor. Um, I, I'm sorry to be uh, rude, but um like it it has to be now because I I have to be somewhere that she wants me to go. Uh, so does ba- how close are we all together? Does Banfor hear this? Yeah, I I'd imagine you recognize. I wouldn't recognize him as as anything to do with anything. He, he was involved in the, the big clusterfuck in the last episode. He was. Um, Banfor close by points at the kid and goes, portal that fucking thing into the sun. No, it's not your favour. It's mine. Ask him to portal that um, fucking thing into the sun. <laughs> I he asked her to give me an like, unnamed uh, favour. Yeah. Is, that, is that what you want me to, to, to do? 
Nope, we can take this fucker on our own. That thing, portal, sun, portal, sun, therefore continues pointing. Nope, we can take Very that confused. on our own. Um, I'm like not even worried. I probably should be, but Molly's over cocky. Uh, <laughs> no, she was going to ask for something like, you know, I don't know. I hadn't decided because I didn't know this was going to be a thing. You're putting me on the spot, Brad. Ellerin whispers, I'm tying by the way, you know, the sun is a star. Therefore, <laughs> um, has just looks at him as somebody who has previously physically harmed him and is considering doing so again. Because as dumb, as brick dumb as Pimpor is, he knows. Um, in the meantime, there is a gigantic ape charging at us, correct? It charged... Um, but then it stopped charging and it raised its arms in the air and that's when the flames rose up in the air as well so you could probably ascertain that the gorilla created the flames on the off chance this isn't a fey beast at all is it you wouldn't know but I'll tell you as a DM no well as as somebody with level 2 hunter's bane um, I think that I would have a smell for beasts it's a beast it's not fey yeah, is it uh, is it a fiend or undead? Uh, no, I, I, it might be Technically, an Technically, he doesn't actually have to tell you this information. Yeah, I don't have Are to you rolling you. a nature check of some kind? Well, the problem, I'd have to go nature, and then but then I get um, intelligence checks against sort of figuring out what it is. So um, would I have go to go it. nature? Would I have to know what it is to know what it is? You or is that one wrong? <laughs> Um, I'll give you this this for free. Um, you've never heard of anything like this in your entire life. Delicious, fantastic. Thank you. Does it smell? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess um, not from where you are. All you can smell is smoke and fire. I was going to say, if it's close enough to spell, it's probably set off my vicious mockery that I've got ready. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and Drafer appeared um, beside you as well. Yes. 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 And Molly knows exactly what she wants. <laughs> Oh, what's happened? Has there been an interlude? <laughs> There's been a small interlude, and Molly had some time yes. to think. And she thinks of Hodge, but she has this image of Hodge in her head, of Hodge being large enough to ride and flying. And that's what she says to Dreyfer. She wants to be able to ride a flying Hodge. Uh, um, do you, you, you want to be able to ride the dead wolf? Yes, through the skies. You want the wolf to be dead and you want to ride yes, a dead wolf. No, I want the wolf to be alive and oh, rideable to... and have wings. I want you my want wo- I want my Hodgy back, but I want my Hodgy back with improvements. You want Hodge 2.0? <laughs> yes. Um he says he he has a long think about it because there's quite a lot of different elements to what you just asked. There's resurrection, yes. there's like turning it into a whole new thing. Um, and then yeah. he, he, he he look. You get the impression that he's sort of like looking inside himself to see if he has the power to do that. Um, You've got to search for the hero. <laughs> <and just simple. laughs> Please say yes. I really want to ride a flyable And he looks at you and he says, "Okay, I can do that, but <laughs> not right now." And then. He opens a portal and disappears. Oh my god, this is the best thing that's ever happened to Molly. Even though it hasn't happened yet, that's the best thing to ever happen in her life. That's, She's going to get Hodge back. That's a good what a, what a 
What a what a terrifying example of of this kid's powers, by the way. <laughs> Didn't even fucking flinch. Just specified the job and was like, "Yeah, I can deliver this Im- impossible slap in the face of God <laughs> within four working days." What a convenient! <laughs> I'm so excited. You guys have no idea. It's gonna be the um, only like rideable flying wolf in Eisen. <laughs> We got offered a flying shark and turned it down. So, <laughs> but that was because it was Simon the shark, uh, Sai the shark. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So <laughs> the the fire ape or red ape takes a few menacing steps uh, closer to you and closes the distance. And Marley, your vicious mockery kicks into gear, and then we roll initiative. Cool. Done. 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 <laughs> So she goes, yeah, I've seen bigger apes on the movie Planet of the Apes and the screen was ages away, so fuck you. <laughs> doesn't make sense oh. in the world, but I love it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense um, at all. I actually need, I need the ape to roll a, a DC save. 16 wisdom save, please. That's a 19. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> What um, I really wanted one. to do with that, by the way, guys, is if it works, it has disadvantage on its next attack, which is the whole reason I was trying to do it. Sorry. I was just trying to get us some some perks, you know? A little debuff. Yeah, but oh well. I tried! <laughs> okay, initiative. Dun dun. Do you I put me in 16? Lo- 16. I fucking love that the gorilla just got a nat 20 on initiative. Suck my fucking ass. I've got a um, 13. (laughs) Suck your cock. Because I don't have one. Suck my fucking ass. (laughs) Do you think that it's off-putting to our overseas people how much Kiwi swear? No. They love it. My most listened to episode of Jules from NZ is Kiwi slang where I talk about swearing and how to swear in in New Zealand. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Cool, so Ellerin was a 16, Banfall was a 13. Yeah. Mar- and Marley is a 15. Okay, in between. And also the champion is there with you on your side. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that could Just. Mm, he's been there this whole time. <laughs> he, he gets a 12. You're dead. <laughs> he gets a 12, so he goes, after, he, goes imme- he goes immediately after Banfall. Good, like father, um, like son. Shit it rolling. Lead <laughs> <laughs> the way, son. <laughs> In response to um, Marley's, in response to Marley's psychic attack, um, the gorilla does a like it leans forward and does a huge roaring, screaming motion at you, but no sound comes out of its mouth. But instead, you hear it inside your heads. Um, All of you need to roll a wisdom save. Mm, I figured that was the case. And I would have had it <coughs> if only it was the right kind of beast. Oh, fuck my tits. Uh, it's a two. <laughs> 18. I got a 22. Oh, An unnatural one. So technically it's fine. Oh, wait. Okay. My math is um, really bad. I didn't add 19 and 2 to get the low. Uh, that's a 21. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Banfor and the champion um, both take. Did we both fuck up our rolls? 
Yep, yeah. he got a two. Jeez, like father, like day. son. Like, oh, this is getting spooky. Uh, you both Chimp take... off the old block. Huh? <laughs> hey, you take nine psychic damage. Oh, I haven't even entered a Raja yet. That's so disappointing. I'm so glad I healed you for 11. At least it's like, it hey, didn't look, really happen. Two in the back. Yeah. Hey, you did. Yeah. Oh, and, and Banfor oh. and the champion both have disadvantage on their next turn. Good. Like father, like fucking son. Good. Fantastic. Wasn't um, expecting this damn ape to have wisdom attacks. That's definitely not what I expected. Um, oh, Elrin. It's upsetting the actor. Mm. Alright. Um, I want to see if I can use the ring of jumping. Remember when I made that huge deal about putting on that shitty little ring? Um, yes. I want to use my ring of jumping to kind of like leap up into the air and I want to try and fire an arrow um, directly into its eyes to kind of give it disadvantage on attacking us all. Yep, fair. Okay, I'll let you do the attack as per the disadvantage aspect of it. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. <laughs> well, I've let everyone down. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll my D6 of inspiration. It's not going to make much of a difference. No, oh, not. don't roll I'm it if it's a... not going to make a heap no, of difference. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, two. Save it. Two, I got a two. <laughs> save I blew it, it, save I blew it, it everybody. <laughs> um, you get, remember, we discussed this, you get a second attack. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. This time, everybody, so the first stuff I kind of trip and stumble forward. Um, hey, that's more like it. 17, baby. Plus seven. Okay. No, that's so just 17, just 17, yeah. That's a hit. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Uh, 1d8 times 2. It's a 1. <laughs> and a 6. Uh, 9 piercing damage into this motherfucker's eyes. 9 piercing damage into its eyes. Okay, um, roll me a d100 to see if that blinds it. Partially. Okay. Alrighty. I've got a good feeling about this, everybody. 45. Okay, no. I got a bad feeling about this, everyone. <laughs> um, and Marley. Cool. So Marley already had her hand crossbow out. Um, she drew it as specified before, so she's gonna try and shoot twice in the same direction. That's a 22 plus and a plus three more. 25 to hit. Yep. That's it. And that is seven, six. So 13 damage, please. 13 damage, please. I will take that, cool. uh, and um, can I also, I should have done that first, and I never remember to do my bonus actions first, why are you such a dummy? Um, I will I will have a, um, a Hail of Thorns for my next one, please, as my bonus action. Okay. And I will stay still. How many feet cool. away is it, by the way? I didn't actually ask that um, Oh, just in your vicinity, 30 to 40-ish. Cool. Like this big thing, right? Like basically in your face, but it's yep. huge. So in your face could be could kind of mean anything. Um, like you're standing on the front yard of a house. 
Mm. Cool. Good way of looking Benful. at it. Banfor. Uh, because he forgot to as the thing was bloody charging, as an obvious thing he should do before obvious combat, uh, now enters a rage because he's a dickhead. Um, so... <laughs> Rage on. I get four now. What a great time. Um, and uh, upon raging, uh, charges at La Beast, true to form, and uh, makes two X Ward attacks. Oh, one X Ward attack at it. No, two. Two, yeah. Yeah, two, sorry. Um, and because of my fire giant strength, that's a plus 10 to hit, which is tasty as a mother bitch. All nice. right. Right, D20. Wish me like Boom, boom. Oh, God. Fuck me. Um, okay, good. So it's a net one and a four. Um, <laughs> which I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, at best is a 14. Have you got and any luck left? No, I used all of that earlier when I fucked this bone dragon in the face. Mm. Um, so I pretty love- much just hanging out in the windy. So Chaos Curse then, right? I love that you invoke the Chaos Curse. Let's deal with that 14 first, which is a hit. Oh, is it? Oh, nice. Okay. It's going to be soft, but there's going to be so much HP there. I swear to God. Um, Okay, okay, cool. So I actually wound uh, quite well. So it is going to be 1d12 plus 7 plus 2 plus 2. 12 plus 11. Well, I mean, pretty quick on the math here, mate. I'll tell you that right now. Um... So 1d12, right? So I'm using an internet roll, it's weird. Uh, four. Mm. So, 15. 15 total. Apologies. Okay, and now roll a d100 for your Chaos Curse. Delicious. Okay. This is going to be a formative moment. It's a 53. It feels like a bad number. But I don't I like it. It feels bad. Or not. Yeah. It feels ominous. Mm. Oh my god. Uh, I, hate, good. Fantastic. I, I hate you so much. Oh my god, now, please let it be good. Oh my god. He's killed the grand like, he must have <laughs> Please let what it be it? like an auto crit or something. Like, like, like what are what are the odds of this happening? Of, of no, seriously, the, the timing of this. Fifty-three on the Chaos Curse chart is the fire I the fire ape in front of you dies immediately. <laughs> are you fucking serious? <laughs> no, no, not. I'm not serious. I just just wanted to get that moment. Um, Oh my god, Brad, you're the worst! (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? I don't even mean that. You're not the worst. You gave me a flying wolf that's rideable. I love you. We're totally fine. You can do whatever you want. You're gold. Just imagine, though, if the Chaos Curse literally said for 53, the fire ape in front of you dies, and you got that while fighting a fire ape. Um, but yeah, th- this is actually beneficial. You uh, all and- die. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what it really is. And for what? You suddenly feel a full effects of a long rest. Wow, shit! Ooh. Yes! And the fire ape dies. <laughs> Shit, no, you, long rest is way better. You've got all your luck back. Honestly, this has been an advantageous um, fuck-up. <laughs> Boom. Take long rest, confirm. Oh, cool. tasty. Um, You've got all your points now- back. You're mm. going to be sweet, dude. Mm. Kick some butt next round. And I'm raging. So half that damage, bruh. Cool. Yes, you killed now- a fire giant. You guy. <laughs> now it's the champion. And... As the champion um, 
uh, raises his spear and begins to charge at um, the the ape. A large, so uh, about the height of the champion and Banfor, um, like fluid-like tentacle creature that alternates between different shades of purple, grey, and orange. It it sort of appears right in, in his way, and he runs through it. But then he stops his run, and he turns and he faces Banfor, and he attacks. Banfor. I think yes. you've gotten it wrong. He's supposed to attack the ape. Yeah. I'm confused. Whatever this. Apologies, Whatever. Brad, but you've DM'd incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to attack the ape. He gets a 24. Does that hit your shielded. your AC? I don't know what this uh, strange joke is that you're playing, Brad. Um, a 24. <laughs> Did you just call him a champion? I love the yes. fact that you guys think that your text doesn't come up anywhere. I'm recording video as oh, well, no. so it just comes <laughs> up on the video instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Banfor, you take 12 <laughs> piercing damage. I take 6 piercing damage. How about you? Okay. Yep. As he thrusts a spear right into you. He, he thrusts his weapon. He thrusts. <laughs> um, and like Thrust. up, up, up this close, you can see in his face that he's confused about something. <laughs> Belinda blinked, and she was very confused about the thrusting dagger. She wondered idly about why it was happening. Has anybody else read, like, listened to my dad wrote a porno? Shit, that is yeah. funny. <laughs> I recommended it the other day. Um, it's yeah, been so good. Belinda um, so, blinked. Oh, it's something for my turn in the in the in the audience. I want to no. do stuff so badly. Um, the ape will just try and slam a fist down on Banfor, who just. Oh. Um, <laughs> Just hit it with an axe sword. Well, I've had my red wine, so. That's a, <laughs> He's ready for a fisting. That's a 23. Because <laughs> 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 everybody knows red wine just puts you in the mood for a fisting. <laughs> Um, Banfor, this huge. Well, that's red, me. Yeah, sorry. This, this huge red. Um, clenched ape fist oh slams God. I actually have two of those <laughs> slams down on you for 18 bludgeoning damage and oh. smashes smashes you into the ground what if I take that 18 and make it 9 how about that ooh is it face first into the ground ooh fuck me harder oh. daddy okay there's well, the line yeah, here it is and now Ellerin. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to cleanse my mind for a second. Um, I'm sorry. Is it is it's it or is it not Banfor's daddy? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think the ape is his father. Mm. His, his father is simply watching the fist, okay? Like a totally normal dynamic. Um, <laughs> Clearly the ape is my mother. We have not seen genitalia and it would be obvious if it were there. That is true. So, uh, Roll for nature hard. check on genitalia. Uh, Aleron's going in uh, with the arcane shot. Uh, when I fire an arrow, I can apply one arcane shot option, and I'm going to apply bursting arrow, oh, which so. is uh, it will take two d six force damage. 
plus the addition, uh, plus the regular damage. Nice. nice. Uh, it doesn't matter though, because I've rolled a seven. <laughs> so oh no! Total, oh, uh, no, actually seven. You still can't make fourteen, even if you got. Aren't you inspired? Yeah. Don't you have bardic inspiration? Yeah, but like if you, he only rolls a d6. So what's the odds of him actually getting yeah. a six? And yeah. then it's only thirteen. Yeah. We know a fourteen hits. I, I have, I have another hits. attack anyway. So I'll just, so you I'll may just as well save again. the bardic inspiration again. That's better. Uh, 17. Yeah, yes. Okay, uh, very good. Uh, four, five, six, plus... What did I say was the extra for the bursting arrow? 2d6, I think. Okay, yeah. so six plus five plus three. So, 14, all up. Okay, so, the ape takes 14. Yeah. Okay, yep, so this, um, yeah, this bolt shoots out of your crossbow and thuds hard into the uh, gorilla's chest, and then there's, like, a little, like, poof, explosion as well, um, which sends it reeling back a little bit, and it roars in response. And now Marley. Okay... So Molly did her um, Hunter's Mark last time. Hunter's Mark? No, Hail of Thorns no. last time. Yes. Um, which, that's that. And then she's going to fire. I just realized I don't need to roll twice because I'm rolling at the same thing, which hits with both arrows. That's right. I, I don't actually need to roll for both arrows. We decided that. Correct. I thought that was the case. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, I suppose it could be. But I I roll. I roll for each arrow if it's going at different targets. But if it's going at the same target, then I only roll once. Is what we decided. That makes sense. Yeah. So I rolled a seven, but plus eight, so that is fifteen. Which is a hit. Brilliant. And that is a six, and that is a five, and then my Hunter's Mark, Halothorns, not Hunter's Mark, I keep saying that, is 2d10 at that level. So six plus five is 11, plus three is 14, plus five is 19 only 19 could have been a better roll but you know 19 nice 19's a good hit um and then for my bonus action this time i cast hunter's mark okay so what describe the 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 damage happening on on the on the eight yeah so as we know when she casts hail of thorns essentially her arrows shoot off and then a whole bunch of arrows kind of come with it like a cloud of arrows all shooting towards the target and because the arrows are both aiming for the same place they're both aiming for the head he just now looks like a vague porcupine of arrows all around his head like that horror movie creature with the nails in its head yeah like that Yep, pinhead um pinhead that's the one Cool, and Banthor. Um, yeah, good day. how are you? So you've, just been currently... flat- you've just been flattened by it, and you've been stabbed by your dad. But I have had a lovely, lovely rest. Um, so 
surveying the battlefield uh, as a bonus action. Uh, Bamfor nods and smiles quietly to himself. Um, this is shaping up to be a lovely day. Um, so, Bamfor uh, <laughs> is going to, uh, I think, if I extricate myself from um, El Padre, is that going to provoke an attack of opportunity? Um, depends how you do it. Technically, mechanically, yes, it will. And if you're just basically, yeah, going to ignore the fact that he's there attacking you, it will. So, if I take that hit, do I still complete the motion? Yes. And it wouldn't take an action or an attack off of me, so I could still move and then fight like normal and maybe take a HP deficit for it. That's right. You gonna risk it? Uh, cool. Yo, I'm gonna bounce from uh, Dad fight and I'm gonna rock over the giant monkey fight. Okay, hang on. Uh, yeah, he net he net one, so he. You just yeah, you turn away from him and he's just too too slow to react and he just yeah, tries like to father like son bitch. Yeah, no, perfect. Okay, cool. Um, he doesn't like shit himself or something on a net one. No, he's not <laughs> chaos cursed. Oh. <laughs> doesn't have uh, to be chaos to shit yourself let me tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. six times as a ground man um, anyway so I'm going to perform three axe sword attacks uh, upon La Beastie uh, after shucking my dad okie dokie um, oh terrible still Jesus Christ um, so plus 10 I got a 16, a 12 and an 18 16, a 12, and an 18. Okay, so the 16 and the 18 hit. Jeez, that's still not good though, eh? Alright, um, and then I am then uh, 2d12 plus 11. Boom, boom. Oh, nice. Uh, 12 and 19, so... Plus 22. Uh, fuck me, Christ. How did you get a 12 and a 19 if it's 2d12? A 12 and a 9. Oh, right. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I started doing math and it completely derailed me. So um, a, tw- a 12 and a 9 plus 11, right? Yeah, so, so 21 20- plus 11. So 32. What? No, it's 12 plus 11 and 9 plus 11. Ah, <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah. But so 21 plus stuff. 11 is 32 plus another 11 is 43. Cool. I'm yeah. going to take 43 if everybody's okay with that. Because <laughs> okay. That was, a, that was a critical... If I did the math wrong, everybody listening to this podcast is going to be laughing hysterically right now. But that's fine. We'll take <laughs> yeah. 43 for the win. We'll, we'll go was, with 43. <laughs> that was a slap in the face of the Ministry of Education. <laughs> as, you take, as you take three big swings with your axe sword, two of which land um, quite severely, and yeah, cut... Um, two big gashes out of this thing's sort of lower belly. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, I'm just thinking with its height. Oh, I was yeah, good. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, and now the champion is. Um, it, it, it. You notice that he sort of like shakes his head as if he's sort of like regaining his senses, and then he turns and he oh, charges. Oh, he failed the will save that badly. He attacked his friend. I get it now. He, 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 Ally. Ally. He, char- <laughs> he charges toward the ape and um, tries to uh, attack with his spear. And that's a hit. And 2d6. 
Let's go, Dad. Let's go. Let's go, Dad. Let's go. He does 13 damage uh, with a big uh, spear attack on the ape. 13. Um, and it's going to respond by uh, smashing him with its fist. <laughs> and again, you hear in your mind... Um, Law flak wake! Law flak wake! And it misses, it slams a fist down next to him, but it like just shaves past him and hits the ground, and it like shakes the ground around you. And Ellerin. Alright, I'm gonna try something. It, this might not work. I'm gonna... Oh, I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> it immediately. Yeah, I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna look the ape in the eye and and yell out, "Lawflax, sleep!" <laughs> <laughs> and that's your action. Can I cover my whole turn? I'm just yelling something out. Surely I just okay, to I'll give that to you. Okay, your turn you is six seconds, so you better hurry turn. up. <laughs> Unless you want that to actually do something, that's just a free action. Well, surely it's, it's only going to do something or it's not, right? Yeah, unless you were doing that okay. as part okay. of vicious you know, mockery you know or something. That's, that's my first attack, is yelling out, Love Flack Asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it does not. Please don't make that be a no. thing, Adam. And your, and your second attack? <laughs> oh my, my god. Attack. I say it again, maybe I didn't say it loud enough. It's like, <laughs> like talking to a person from another country. <laughs> I say it again. Okay. Uh, I turn to all my colleagues and, and kind of give a sheepish apologetic look. Molly uh, smacks her saxophone until it works again and then casts it at Ellerin. <laughs> uh, are we all kind of standing in front of the ape right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, yeah, vaguely. I mean, you could have maneuvered around the place. I mean, you jumped somewhere. You jumped straight up, I think. Yeah. Is, is Not- there... Is there any advantage in me kind of rushing through its legs to be on the other side of the ape to kind of split its focus? Flanking is isn't really a thing in Yeah, D&D. um, you could, uh, do, uh, flanking, which would give you advantage. Yeah, okay. I'll run, I'll run through its legs then. So I'm on okay, the other side of the ape. Is, is it officially called a double team? <laughs> no, it's, it's officially it's called, called flanking. It's called flanking. It's, oh, right, it's unofficially flanking. called double, double teaming. Would be something um, else. Yeah, yeah cool. right. Yeah. So um, you <laughs> run th- through its legs, and mm. I look at his penis and laugh on the way. <laughs> I will get you to roll an acrobatics check to try and do this in a cool um, way, in a dope, cool way that doesn't get you killed. And if it's low, you're getting an attack of opportunity on you. Mm, that's uh, okay. Good. It's a seven. Okay, <laughs> you just <laughs> casually stroll past, whistling, pretend trying to be nonchalant, and it tries to um, punch you. In the Marvel movie, Brad. I mean, I mean, I mean, Alloran, That yeah. would have been the time to use bardic inspiration. <laughs> Oh but yeah, it's by fine. the way, that would have been the totally time. You missed it. Totally that would have been the time. Yeah. So. Just yeah. to- if you want to see what the time looked like, just look behind you and mm-hmm. time. And that was weird. That, that time um, just passed you by. <laughs> yeah, over there. No. Doesn't 18 hit your AC? Yes. Sure. Yes, it does. It's equal to my AC. Okay, yeah. So it meets you... beats. So as you try to get past it, it um, yeah, slams a fist down on you and squishes you into the ground. Mm. What a subculture we part of, eh? The meets beats. <laughs> 
air for 14 bludgeoning damage. Oof. Ouch. Ouch. And now it's Marley's turn. Hokey tokies. But, oh, but Ellerin, you did successfully get past it, though. Like, you are now behind it. Oh, sweet. I'm, I'm glad the two attacks I had resulted in such a huge win for the team. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did you attack twice and then move? My, my first attack was yelling at it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, then you moved. Second... Oh, yeah, you didn't actually take a second attack. So, so you, you have a that, second attack. Yeah. You haven't Go used it yet. A movement is an oh. addition. Yeah. Narratively, okay. you would feel like shit at this point. But, yeah. I'm just but gonna, uh, you can redeem and yourself. A 14 to hit. 14 to hit, Ellerin. You've got a bardic inspiration in the tank. Actually, no, sorry, it's a 22. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's a hit. That's a uh, six, six damage, six big damage points. <laughs> as a turn take that take that yeah six damage so you fire this arrow um into its lower back and it just wedges in there and you don't really oh that's clear that (laughs) (laughs) my sciatica and then he he yells in your mind law flag relax um no, no more allergic peanuts. Hey, look, every point counts, mate. Every point counts. That could be the six points that we needed. You don't know. It definitely won't be, but thanks for trying to make me feel better. Um, and Molly. Okay, cool. Um, she already has Hunter's Mark up. She's gonna keep that going and try and hit again. That is an 11 plus 8, so that's good. And then... That is a... A 2 plus... What is it? 3. So 5 and then an 8. So that's... 5 and 8 is 13, plus an extra d6 for Hunter's Mark, which is... 17 in total please and then what is she gonna do for a bonus action this time um she's gonna just uh i think bardic inspiration is for things i can see within 60 foot yep cool so she'll bardic inspiration bam four so bam four's got a d6 it's my last one buddies and then um, she will move so that they're in like a triangle. So she's in like a, she'll just move to the side. Okay. Um, Banfor, as you go to take your action, this um, fluid tentacle sort of creature appears right in front of you and it just sort of melds its body against you. Um, Can you roll a wisdom save? Very forward. Uh, Wisdom. How many tentacles are we talking? Is it eight? Thirteen. Bringing me down to a twelve with the not too smart all the time. But um, remember, you do have the bardic inspiration if you think you need it. Um, so a puddle monster has given me a cuddle and I have to decide via wisdom if I freak out about it. Yeah, and my wisdom checks are usually 16, so if it's any kind of good, you might want to add. 
Uh, yeah, alright, let's use the inspo. Um, inspo used. It's another six on that, so that's nice. nice. Um, so yeah. it's an 18. Okay, that is fine. You hear this um, this whispery voice inside your mind that tries to tell you that the, um, the ape is your ally and that the others are your enemy, but you don't oh, believe it. Fucking good and, thing I passed that, so. Nice. And then it disappears. Nice, 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 nice. Good. And, now, good. and now it's your turn. Me bad for. Wonderful. This is this is this is whipped around this turn. Um, okay, good. Um, look, it's it is very tempting to grapple this monster. Um, I'm very aware currently of how strong a grappling barbarian is. Um, I'm into it as an idea, but I think that it kind of wouldn't really work. Nah, it just wouldn't. It's just its size category is huge, which is yeah, you wouldn't. Huge. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. So swipe, swipe. Um, that's right. No, it's okay. I've got fire giant strength team. Um, so Banfor is going to institute uh, his patented three axe attacks. Um, get it, get it, get it, get it. Well, with and, your like yeah. separated now, eh? Because you have them separated now because the god like took them apart. Yeah, so for he's you. he's kind of like dual handing uh, yeah. at the Momo. Um, yeah, it, it seems to be coming naturally to him. Um, I also so yeah I get a, I get a bonus whether it's two-handed mar- or martial, um, so that's good. Um, cool. Does so he get advantage because of the flanking? Yeah, you um, do anyway. Yeah, te- technically he should, and I'm trying to weigh up if 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 I want to give that to him or just give it to you, Ellerin, because you're behind him. Narratively, that makes more sense that you'd have advantage. Yeah, it's still focusing on me. You haven't attacked it and distracted it yet. No, I'm cool with that. If you yeah, I'm going to go against rules as written and say Banfor does not have advantage, but Elrond does. That's fair. Cool. Uh, all right, so that's two hits, um, and that's two twelves uh, versus plus eleven again. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, Eighteen and fourteen damage. Shit. Okay. Um. Cool. Describe the death of this red ape. <gasps> what? Yeah, buddy! Was, you, you guys fucking barrage the damage. The <laughs> yeah. damage out the wazoo of this thing. Yeah, yeah buddy! Like, it was like 88 feet. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, ran away like a around. pussy. <laughs> Yo. I was about to fucking thunderwave the character too. <laughs> Could have hit two of those, eh? <laughs> I can told you we'd one, have it, no problem. Yeah, we took down true. a fucking what Foresight. was he? It was a fire giant. We have a fire eight, no problems. Mm. I think we're gonna do like the classic coup d'état, um, using the sword to sort of climb and sword and the axe to climb up and just sort of put them both together and then in one, you know, through the back of the skull. Nice. Yeah, writing it down like it's you know. Yeah. Okay, so it roars this huge echoing roar that you can tell just goes for miles and miles throughout the city and then it sort of starts falling backwards with Ellerin right behind it. Um, Ellerin, can you roll a deck save to not be under it? <laughs> <laughs> so glad I moved. 
15. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you, you manage to, like, slip out of the way as this massive body what? falls to the ground. Um, there is a powerful and very painful psychic wave just blasts from this thing, and it knocks all of you unconscious. Ah, oh, we don't even get a save. Rude. You do not. <laughs> While you're unconscious, I will run you through a little a cutscene that happens mm-hmm. sort of before this fight and during this fight. Oh, story um, time. Jules cracks yeah, so a Jim Beam for story time. Sit back and enjoy a tale. Just like when she was seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, if we rewind the clock a little bit back to when you were talking with the Empress before you killed her. Sure. Um, and the whole crowd is focused on that event happening in the middle of the killing grounds. Sigh the shark peeks out of the lake to see that all eyes are on something happening with Banfor and some other people in the middle of the arena. He emerges from the water, flaps his wings a little, and flies a few clumsy feet. He looks up at the crowd, and nobody appears to have seen him yet. Come on, Sai, you can do this, he says to himself. He flaps his wings again and flies high enough to clear the arena wall and land among the bleachers, surprising and terrifying the crowd. Sorry, sorry, he uh, mentally projects as loudly as he can. I'm sorry, I don't want to hurt anybody. But people are screaming and fleeing from the spot as Sai flies in small, awkward hops, trying to avoid bystanders and find an exit. (laughs) He eventually finds one and follows a series of corridors and stairways until he exits onto the city streets. Laura, he yells as loudly as his telepathy allows. Laura, I'm coming! Laura! A... (laughs) Um, It's like a love story. I hope he gets hit by a bus. Yeah, he said coming. Yeah. He aimlessly roams the the city streets outside the Killing Grounds arena for a few moments, and then a loud, beastly roaring sound echoes through the city. It seems distantly familiar to him, like something half-suppressed from a long, long time ago. Sai shudders. Just then, a small army of cats runs past with mice atop their backs. <laughs> Four hey. more years. Hey, Four hey. Four more years of Vampire's Bear. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. One of the cats halts and turns back to face the shuck. I'm looking for my friend Laura. She, she's being held uh, uh, somewhere. Uh, can you help me? Uh, the mouse, resplendent in shining armor, simply nods. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Sai describes Laura to the mouse, who immediately raises its sword and sends riders in all directions. Within a minute, one of the riders returns, suggesting it knows where to go. Sai has led to a small stairwell leading to a thick wooden door. The armoured mouse raises its sword once more and points at the door. Thank you, mouse. Thank you so much. The mouse salutes and leads its troops away into the city. Oh my god, my, your mice are cooler than you are, Banfor. <laughs> uh, fucking number one, rude. Number two, keep this fanciful fucking narrative going. Sai mutters to himself, oh, Okay, here we go, here we go. Uh, He summons all of his strength and bravery and leaps down the stairs, slamming his nose into the door, smashing it and sending splinters flying into the dark room beyond. 
Laura! He screams. A pair of soldiers in black and gold uniforms leap back in surprise, releasing the young woman in their captivity. Sai, you're alive! She wraps her arms around his head in a desperate hug. Oh, Sai, thank you. Thank you so much. I knew you'd find me. Sai nudges Laura aside gently and faces the soldiers. They draw spears nervously in his direction, but he is much too quick for them. The shuck lunges its huge body forward, tearing one of the soldiers in half with his powerful jaws and smashing the other against a solid stone wall. Go, Sai! Get him! So that's where you got to, a voice interjects. Sai turns to see Laura standing beside a woman with icy blue skin. The woman eyes the shuck curiously for a moment and says, All right, you big weird anomaly. Back to the chaos realm with you. The icy woman takes a few steps and approaches and puts her hand on Sai's fin. He hears the fading sound of Laura saying, Thank you, my friend. As no! he fades into nothingness. Fucking Ziglamel, I hate her so much. I want to kill her. That is going to be Marley's. That's what Marley should have fucking asked for. Die, Ziglamel. <laughs> Problem um, is that you can't defeat chaos without creating more chaos. Oh, I hate that bitch so much. Um, cool. So, you've been unconscious for some length of time. Eventually, Marley and Banfor, you awake to the sound of crackling Cats and in a- mice. Because that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just fascinated. What the hell are your mice up to, Ben for? What do you mean? They're doing as they were instructed. <laughs> um, you you wake uh, Man, uh, Marley and Ben for you wake to like the, the feeling of comfort, like you're in a bed or or on or on a soft cushion surface or something, and the sound of crackling energy and the feeling of wind blasting past you. You gather your senses and you find that you're resting on the couches in the large back room of Jareen and the Gloves headquarters where you slept the night before. You feel groggy and drained, but as you sort of get more control over your consciousness, uh, you happen to notice that your new friend, Ellerin Windrush, is standing in front of a swirling crimson portal. He has a bloody dagger in his hand and he tosses it to the stone floor. Uh, for a street survivor and proper reptile uh, upon sight of a knife, a portal, and blood. Uh, quick as a flash, whips a half brick at Alrin. <laughs> I want to dodge this brick. Okay, um, that is, a, I guess, an, a, an attack against your AC. How close is Marley to Alrin? Also... Um. Do I still have stone giant strength? Um, no, I'd say you don't anymore. But we have had long rest. Uh, you've had some amount of rest. Cool. I'm cool with it. <sighs> Come on, baby. 16. Um, and sorry, I'm going to have to remove my... Um, Question, how rested are we? Like, are we actually arrested? Do we have our shit no, back? Y- no, you're not full rested. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I was going to say, if we're not rolling initiative, Marley also cast Thunderwave, annoyed at both of them, just at first level. Okay. Um, just like, as in a first. wall of 
force just to blow the brick out of the way. Like, I'm seeing all of this happen at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So, like, she sees the brick. She casts a wall of force in the direction of the brick, almost, against the brick rather than against the two of them. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how you want to play this out, but that's in my head. Um, Well, yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd say if you both act at the same time, like you see this, you react in that way. Banfor tries to throw a half brick. Marley a, hurls, hurls a thunder wave. At the brick. I got a. <laughs> okay, so I did my d20 roll. And I got 16 plus 6, which is yeah, 22, technically. Okay. So are you trying to beat my, my attack roll, or are you trying to beat what? I'm just trying to, like, destroy the brick before it hits Ellerin. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what Marley's thinking. She's not casting it at you. She's trying to make sure nobody else gets injured in any kind of Probably way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the brick is going to roll a con save. <laughs> <laughs> Quote of the night. I'm writing it down. <laughs> the brick gets a 14. Yeah, the brick yeah, fails its above. con save, so it's pushed 10 feet. <laughs> The brick, okay. a level 12. The brick level. is pushed 10 feet, and it also it- receives... Uh, <laughs> it receives fucking half <laughs> 10 damage. So I don't know what okay. you want to do with that information. Yeah, but. Um, so hurls masterfully hurls this half brick perfectly on point at Ellerin's head, but the um, thunder wave knocks it off course and it f- hits a wall and shatters into... <laughs> Just pieces of brick. Ellerin, what do you what do you do in reaction to this? Uh, I hold up my hand. You can see that there's blood dripping from Ellerin's palm, and I just simply look at them both and say, "It was an honor to fight alongside you, my friends, but I have a score to settle." I don't know why I just put on an American accent here out of absolutely nowhere. Um, that was really bizarre. Can I take that again? Can you rip that out of here? We could totally edit again? that out, but that's amazing, yeah, exactly. by the way. I'm such a big fan of it. I am the biggest fan in the world of that. What a count. Um, he held up his hand. It was settle. What's going to happen? It was like a young Val Kilmer. Mm. Yeah, it occurs, it occurs to Marley that that means that Alloran's just transported us and taken damage for us. So she throws him a quick cure wounds, no matter what he's going to do. Like, to say thanks. Another brick. No, to say thanks. And she actually manages to roll a 7 plus 5, so there you go. I'm uh, rolling you a 12 heal points in Thank response you. to the fact that you will have taken damage to to portal us. Unless he portal us into, like, a sewer. Yeah. I, <laughs> so Alaron holds up his hand. You can see that there's, like, You're a big red cut through his, through his hand. There's blood dripping down his arm, and he says it was an honour to fight alongside you, but for now, I have a score to settle. Take the dagger. You're gonna need it. And then he turns back and leaps through the portal. Okay, Ellerin, take uh, roll two d twelve. Wait, so so Adam just joined us and he's leaving again. That's what it looks like. I'm confused. Uh, a twelve on the first one, Oof. and a ten on the next one. Okay, Ellerin <laughs> steps. Ellerin steps through the swirling crimson portal and takes twenty two 
hit points of necrotic damage in the process, and then the portal closes. Molly catches the dagger. Can I roll for like uh, the, the dagger's just on, the dagger's on the ground. Okay, uh, Molly picks up the dagger. Okay, and you turn around to see three figures standing quietly in the back of the room, just observing from a distance. Um, Bedemus, the shadowy death demon and herald to Sorgamal, the god of death. Uh, Afimata Zero, the clockwork knowledge demon and herald to Hadet, the god of knowledge. And a stout human-shaped creature that is near transparent as if made of cloud. And Bedemus simply says, We need to talk. And that's the end of chapter three of the fate of Vicentihihi. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. I don't... I have so many questions! That's the point! It's cool to... Um, how is our listeners gonna feel, let alone how I feel? Oh my god! You guys killed that fire ape a lot quicker than I thought you were going to, and there was a thing that I wanted to happen that I didn't get a chance to have happen. But it's cool, it can happen another time. You gotta kill my dad. Is the champion with us? No, he's not. Okay, so it's but just the, the fact. Yeah, the fact that you're in the back room of the the gloves headquarters suggests that while you were unconscious, maybe the gloves helped you somehow, considering that they had infiltrated the arena as well. So, yeah. See, see, Marley woke up, saw Alarin with blood, assumed Alarin had transported us out of there. Yeah. So she yep. assumed that, and then realized that he was doing that to go somewhere else. But that's. Like his last words. Thanks for the hit points. <laughs> the thing is, is if you'd asked, we probably would have gone with you. It's not like we have a mission right now. Then it would have killed him. What? <laughs> it would have taken murdered him if you jumped through there. You would have. He would have taken hit points total to the number of people that have passed through the portal. So yeah, we probably. Him. What I'm saying is, we probably could have found a better way to do that. <laughs> Right, yeah. Hey, we came with you. Oh God, you're in pieces. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, we could have murdered somebody in order to go through a portal. Although, you know, okay. So people have asked me, like on Twitter and in Discord. Which, by the way, please join us on Discord and have a chat with us. It's great. And if you're a Patreon supporter, then you can join us in the specific. Fate of Eisen Discord, which is like a whole extra thing other than the Necropodicon Discord. Um, people ever ask me, is Marley evil? Because there's a few things that I've done recently that aren't exactly good. Well, I mean, the puppy thing was unforgivable. I mean, hey, the puppy thing was accidental because I forgot we were on a cliff. Blame Jules for that. Don't blame Marley. <laughs> but Me. there's... There's been a few things, like, and the fact that I just killed the Empress without, like, any hesitation, apparently. Yeah. The, um, so one thing that, um, I, it might be useful to let listeners know is that the next episode will be the Q&A, um, slash wrap up of chapter three. So anyone who's got questions about that, um, feel free to let us know ASAP before we record that. Uh, and the Apple Squadith is going to take a bit of a break for a while. So the Squadith, where are we going? Uh, 
thing? Well, the we don't, we don't no, know this, because the DM this, hasn't told us. <laughs> the Squadeth story is going to take a rest in Chapter 4. Instead, in Chapter 4, we're going to get a series of stories of other things that are happening around Iceland because it's a big world, it's a busy world, Ooh. and there's a lot going on. So we'll see the Squadeth again in Chapter 5. But in the meantime, Chapter 4 is going to bring you a whole lot of new perspectives. And can I just say, in Chapter 5, Marley gets a rideable hodge with wings. <laughs> she gets and a, I'm very excited about it. A, she gets a mythological abomination unto God. <laughs> hodge is back! Hodge is back! Hodge is Maybe back! Maybe he can live for more than four episodes. <laughs> cemetery. Hey, Hodge was technically alive for two days. I'll have you know, two days game time. (laughs) So that's good. Hey, hey, Brad, did you still want to maybe three do some Trantis story in the interim? I I would love to have Trantis having his story unfold a bit more as well. Oh my god, King is Trantis back? Yeah, 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 big time, big time. Does that mean he's reformed? He's reformed. He's got a job teaching at a a girl's Brad. He works Brad, at Greg's bakery. Brad, yes. does that mean the twins are back? He's a good guy. Um, there, I cannot confirm or deny if Trezazek and Jeff have a role to play. Please let Trezazek and Jeff be back. Everybody hated them, and it was great. It was the best time of my life. <laughs> I have never been oh, so geez. universally hated before, and it was great. <laughs> I ate it up. Nobody liked Trezazic and Jeff, and it made me so happy. Because I always play characters that everybody's like, oh, but you're great, and you're cute, and you're adorable. But I played them, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> made me really happy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's us. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. <laughs> okay. Catch y'all. Little Apple Squatters out. Please, please use my normal accent. Don't use like, my, like no random bit of. All righty, partners. I'm out of here. I got a squatter to settle. Keep both in, please. Please. And then retake. Because the original has its own very subtle fragrance, it has its own bouquet, it has its own. Certain foibles that it works that I that I think are, are delicious. Um, so good. Hey there, it's been nice knowing you, partner. I'm outer here. <laughs> well, how about that? Law Wake. Law Flack Wake. What does that mean? And where did that giant psychic-powered red-furred fire-raising gorilla even come from? And uh, bonus points to anybody who recognized Namakak, the demon of lies, who showed its face and tried to turn the heroes against each other. Sai the Shuck is actually an abomination from one of the Chaos Realms. Oh, and uh, Hodge is going to be resurrected as a whole new kind of beast. Exciting! Uh, Alarin has left the group. Boohoo to go settle some scores from his past, and a trio of demons has something important to tell the Squadeth. I wonder what it could be. Well, actually, I don't wonder, but you might. Right, okay, so the next episode is going to be our Chapter 3 recap and Q&A. 
Big thank you to all the people who have submitted questions for us to talk about on the air. After that episode, we'll jump straight into chapter 4, which is going to be something very different. The Squadith story will be taking a break for a while, because Ison is a big world and there are a lot of other stories and perspectives to be told. Throughout chapter 4, we'll be getting lots of new characters playing lots of different mini-arcs. Marley and Banfall will make their... heroic? Question mark? Return in chapter 5. A big thank you to our Patreon supporters, Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyser, Cy J. Hodgins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydra Faust, Lauren Flake, Kai Dealove, and our brand newest patron, Rihanna Kavalsik. Sorry for butchering your name earlier in the episode. If anybody else wants me to mispronounce their name on a regular basis, check out our reward tiers over at patreon.com slash fateofison. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at fateofison, or email fateofison at gmail.com. Or head to the Necropoticon Network Discord server to chat with us in real time. We're there all the time. There's a link to that on our website, fateofison.com. Alrighty, that's it. Chapter 3 done. See you later, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone, Adam here from the Gunpowder Treason No Plot Podcast. The show you've just listened to is part of the Necropoticon Network. Visit necropoticon.com for a host of other podcasts, including our own misadventures in a 5th edition homebrew world of mad gods, crazed cults, and violent revolutions. Check out our new episodes every Monday on the Necropoticon Network.